Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Appreciate you being here. The uh, guys are in charge today. Not the whole day, but we're allowed to be in charge for an hour. So Suited we're here, and ready to go. So this is not J. This is not Chris Ann Hall. This is J.C. Hall filling in for Chris Ann. This is my good friend, Selwyn LeBron. And uh, he's he's riding shotgun today. So glad to have you here, man. Pleasure being here. Yeah, awesome. So let's see what's going on today. Look at all these people checking in. If I can see that far. Why are my monitors so far away today? But Kansas, Fredonia, Kansas, Yorba Linda, California, uh, Idaho, Washington State, Clearwater, Kansas, now I'm going to start scrolling like crazy. They start typing in that. Arizona. Um, people from all over, all over the place. Phoenix, Massachusetts, the land, Florida, Colorado. Wow. So folks are pouring in. Appreciate everybody being here with us tonight, this evening, whatever it is, as we're here with our beautiful backdrop of St. Louis, which is the home of the lovely Chris Ann Hall. We're not home, but I guess birthplace where Chris Ann Hall is from. Look at that. Minneapolis, Tennessee, Southeast Texas, Wisconsin. Indiana, Wisconsin, South Florida, California, Loomis, California, Delavan, Wisconsin, Live Oak, Florida. How about that? Can't get away from Live Oak. They just <laughs> track us down. Appreciate you being here, Tamara. Seattle, belly of the beast, no doubt. Man, I watched the, I think it was a documentary on on Seattle and and just the mess that they made of such a beautiful city. Just terrible. Um, Seattle and Portland. I mean, really gorgeous cities. You ever been that far out west, Selwyn? No, but I plan on it. How far west have you been? Like you, California. Oh yeah, so you've been yeah. all the way out there. That's right. You were in L.A. for. Good little while. Yep. Cool. Yeah, LA's all right. But but you haven't been that far up in the north, no. northwest. Yeah. Beautiful cities. Portland is gorgeous. Um, Seattle is gorgeous. It's a shame how you put beautiful places in the hands of raving leftists and they turn it into um an outhouse, let's say. They they just destroy it. It's unbelievable. Tacoma, welcome. Cadillac, Michigan. Um Northern Nevada, St. Charles, Missouri, Illinois, Ferris wheel. Yeah, that is the, um, yeah, that's the St. Louis arch in St. Louis. Interesting. Um, Chris Ann's father and grandfather actually worked on constructing that thing. Have you ever seen the arch up close? I have not, but so, that looks like a beautiful site. Yeah, you can go up, go up the leg of it. Up to the top, look out. It's got little windows, and, and you have to kind of oh, wow. lean over to look out the window. So it's a little, it's a little spooky. But, um, you know, I'm, I grew up in North Florida. I, you know, travel had traveled, been around the world. I'd, I'd never actually been to the Arch until uh, we got out of the military. I left. We left California, coming back to Florida, and stopped in uh, Chris Ann's home, her parents' home. And and went to got to see the 
Arsh for the first time. I don't know if, for whatever reason. I always pictured it in my mind like the like the Washington Monument, which I have seen. So I thought it was like that. You know, you go to the Washington Monument, and it's like this, you know, masonry, yeah. concrete looking uh, white stone structure. Right. So I don't know for whatever reason I thought that's what the arch was, but it's actually uh, these plates of steel. So when I walk up, it's like shiny, wow. you know, silver, brilliant, chromed out giant steel structure. So I, I that was the first sort of shock. Then it was how large the thing was kind of blew me away. I didn't know it was steel. I don't, I'd never, I didn't even know you can go up it. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a, <laughs> what used to be called the Thomas Jefferson museum uh, at the base of it. I think they renamed it because they hate the founders. I'm not sure about that, but I remember, I remember there was talk about it. Yeah. You should go in there and it's got these little elevators. They're, they're like giant eggs you sit in and it, and it takes you up up the uh the leg and you get up to the top and there's a viewing area and i remember we were up there looking out the window and there's this little plane flying by like this little i don't know small propeller prop plane man I, and it kind of freaked me out like heights make me a little nervous <laughs> so but we were above we were above the um above the plane so the plane like the plane could literally fly under the arch I can't let's see which mic which mic is your mic speak into that see how it sounds let's test it for the testing folks. testing how's that sound sounds does that work good. I think they can hear me on the other side I think that's I think I'm turning the right dial so we can raise it we can raise it up or, or lower you down how about that get you closer to the mic probably not awesome so anyway, that's St. Louis, Chris Ann's hometown. I don't know if everybody knew that out there, that Chris Ann Hall is from St. Louis, but she is. So there you go. Um, Fun fact. Yeah. It, yeah. In the wind. That's a good, Kelly. That's a good point. We were actually, <clears throat> um, when we were up there, you could feel it. You actually can feel the thing like swaying. Wow. It's pretty spooky, but it's amazing. They put the, um, I think I was told they put like the, the last little sort of keystone thing at the top, they had to pry, they pried the two legs apart, like with hydraulic jacks, and then put that down and poof, comes back together. So it's pretty, just pretty crazy to think about. Took some good brains to do that. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's amazing. It's, um, it's gorgeous. Uncle, my, let's see, Van Dyke, my uncle designed the arch. Awesome. Wow. John that's pretty Dinkaloo cool. And Associates. Isn't that cool? That's like that's awesome, man. Six degrees of separation. So, Uncle designed the arch. She's John, Jan's watching. John watching the uh, Chris Ann Hall show, and Chris Ann Hall's father and grandfather helped build the arch. And that's crazy. Small that's world, right? Neat. Yeah, small world. So, oh man, GW Bridge. Yeah, that's a disaster. <laughs> been on that too so breaking news we'll get to the other stuff here shortly but breaking news this just came across i just saw this as we were coming in so i want to share this quickly my there we go screen is looking strange but apparently uh james o'keefe of project veritas is suing twitter 
So New York Supreme Court, apparently they've filed um, Supreme Court of the state of New York County of Westchester. James O'Keefe III versus Twitter Incorporated. So we know just uh, just the other day, uh, James O'Keefe dropped a video exposing CNN's, um, I guess, what I would say contributions in kind to the Biden campaign uh, by the 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 uh, one of the directors saying that it was their mission and purpose to defeat President Trump. So here's this news agency essentially was an extension of the the Joe Biden campaign, which, of course, we all understand that. We all know that. But he he got one of them on on film admitting that, uh, you know, how he does his little investigative thing. So then Twitter uh, apparently from all appearances uh, covering for CNN booted James O'Keefe off of Twitter and they made some claim, which they always do, right? They, you know, they cover for you, for each other, just like parlor being taken down by Amazon and Google and all the rest. So that's all one big cabal, big tech pushing the globalist leftist agenda. And so they cover for each other. They circle the wagons and, and, uh, and attack. Um, but they always give these, you know, flimsy reasoning thin excuses. So they said they basically uh, claimed issued a statement that James O'Keefe was burnt, banned from Twitter, permanently banned from Twitter because he was operating fake accounts. So he's now filed a lawsuit that this is false, these false and uh, defamatory statements and apparently intends to prove, as the reporting says, that Twitter acted with reckless regard for the truth. So he filed these lawsuits. Um, he's already sued the New York Times and uh, is is planning to sue CNN for similar reasons. His legal legal complaint reads: This is a defamation action arising from the publication of a false and defamatory statement by Twitter on April 15, 2021, concerning its decision that day to ban plaintiff James O'Keefe, an investigative journalist, followed by over almost a million Twitter. Users, as of the time he was banned, Twitter's false and defamatory claim was that it was removed, that it removed Mr. O'Keefe because he, quote, operated fake accounts. As I said, the ban came on the heels of Project Veritas bombshell, undercover CNN videos showing technical director Charlie Chester admitting the news network is propaganda designed to oust President Trump and control viewers through fear. This most recent lawsuit against Twitter is just one in a string of litigation O'Keefe and Project Veritas have lined up. In other words, there's more to come. And here is, uh, what do we have here? This this tweet confirming James O'Keefe's account has been permanently suspended, a Twitter spokesman tells me, per their policy. You can't mislead others on Twitter by operating fake accounts. And you can't artificially amplify or disrupt conversations through the use of multiple accounts. And so Keith says that's false. So here comes the lawsuit. So we'll see how um, how that goes. What how's that going to turn out? And so it's cool, cool to have somebody pushing back against the big tech bullies. 
You you do Twitter? Were you a Twitter guy? Did you have a Twitter account? I have an account, but I'm not on it. Yeah. As much as I would probably like, but I guess my inputs. Were right. Were you were you on it? Would you say you were you used it more before you came to Bible college or? I like is that no, it's more of a recent thing. Gotcha, gotcha. But you're not like tweeting all the time. No. Are you a big social media guy? What's your what's your go to social media? Um, I'm not really that big on social media. Cool. Um, I would. It's good I to think hear. The, I think the main reason is I'm not too informed. I'm not too informed on how how me, how much information it it takes to like really put things out. How to make the yeah. app work to in your favor on gotcha. what you're trying to put out there. Yeah, I'm not good with all that. So, I like books. Gotcha. Books are good. I don't know about social media. My man Selwyn is a personal trainer. By the way, you, you can show him your guns, man. Show him the guns. Show him the guns. <laughs> I mean, give it a good flex, bro. Show him. Come on. Come on, show him. Look at those things. They're Look at all that. Right. They're all right. Yeah. So <laughs> JC just likes to brag. It's my personal trainer right here. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, like wore me out today. Actually, I kind of hit it, it light, fun. but it's weird, man. We got home from the workout. And I was craving chicken McNuggets. <laughs> Is that weird? You know, I was craving a cheeseburger. Really? I was. I've eaten chicken McNuggets maybe twice in my life. <laughs> Why would I be craving chicken McNuggets? I haven't had any fast food such as Wendy's, McDonald's, or Chinese food in over 10 years. 10 years? What? No so, fast food in 10 years? 10 years. So that lets you know out there that it's possible to stay yeah. away from fast food. That is... <laughs> wow that's impressive man yeah i didn't even know that yeah i know you didn't tell me that i mean i knew you know quite some time obviously you're healthy and whatnot <laughs> but yeah man i know it's crazy i don't eat i don't eat chicken mcnuggets but i had this craving like i could see in my mind and then i picture myself eating the chicken mcnugget like dipping it in some sweet and sour sauce oh, or whatever Mc like i don't do that the did we drive by mcdonald's on the way home we did we must have like planted but they're just as bad as liberals true <laughs> it must have planted a suggestion in my mind because I thought, what? I don't, I don't eat McNuggets. So anyway, man, I thought that's probably weird. So apparently uh, the world is bracing for the Chauvin trial decision, the George Floyd uh, and well, it's not the George Floyd trial, but you know what I mean. He's obviously not on trial. That would not be possible. But uh, the Chauvin, Derek Chauvin trial, the officer accused of of uh, causing George Floyd's death. And according to reports, um, everybody's bracing for uh, for unrest. And let me let me share this real quickly. And I don't want to share Fox's sound because you hear it already i can hear it already all, all there's always these videos that pop up with the fox news i hate the fox news website it's, it's awful all this garbage pops up when you look at a, at a at an article so derek chauvin trial closing arguments began and minnesota is on edge so they're reporting the uh national guard is on the way and uh or more national guard um and then Police departments from other places or, or uh, state state police. And so, yeah, apparently 
I don't know if you heard this, but apparently uh, some National Guard units and the police department were shot at in a drive-by shooting leading up to the leading up to this. What what is crazy? See, I got to search like where is this video making all this noise? I don't think these guys can hear that, but uh so edit to that to get the projector. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so the interesting thing is the way they're the way they're talking about it, they it seems like maybe they are thinking that he's not going to be found guilty, that the officer's not going to be found guilty. I mean, that's how it sounds to me. They're all bracing for this. Like, why would you why would you be expecting protest? Who's going to protest if they convict the police officer? Like if they convict the police officer then the people would be happy. The, pro, the would-be protesters ought to be happy. So this tells me they think that the police officer is, is going to be found not guilty. Um, so, so they're bracing for riots again in Minneapolis and um, uh, I guess stores to be set on fire again and, and uh, shoe stores to be robbed and TVs to be stolen and that sort of thing again. Um, so we'll see. Everybody's freaking out. In the meantime, in the midst of this, in the midst of all these tensions, apparently Maxine Waters is throwing fuel on the fire in saying that if the uh, verdict doesn't go the way they want, if it's not guilty, 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 as she says, uh, then quote, we've got to get more confrontational. So she's basically, you got to, this California Democrat representative, wow. Maxine Waters, basically telling people to get violent or confrontational. I mean, I, I would think that implies violence. Now, what's funny about that, because obviously, now, this is surprising. Uh, this is Chris Saliza, who's a total whack job at CNN. So here is leftist CNN. This is from CNN. Their headline saying Maxine Waters just inflamed a very volatile situation. So you've got C even CNN criticizing uh, Maxine Waters for making things worse. I don't I don't want to use the phrase incite violence uh, because that's the same thing that they were saying about President Trump. But yeah when he didn't actually he didn't you know call for violence so i don't know are is this kind of the same thing is maxine water is she she didn't literally say get violent or go hurt people but she did but say, she did she say more confrontation yeah I mean, we we've got to leave? stay on the street get more active we've got to get more confrontational now more confrontational more. in the context of Minnesota and what happened in connection with this case, I, you could draw the line to the riots and, and the violence and the property destruction. So to get more confrontational, I, I think that inherently implies violence, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you think? I believe so. Now it's fascinating when you look back to uh, Maxine Waters in uh, in the trial or hearing, not a trial, 
but the hearing regarding the January 6th incidents and whether Trump was responsible for that. And I need to find where this noise is coming from now that I'm going to share this with you. But she's basically uh, that did it right there. How about that? She's basically calling for holding President Trump accountable for his words that he made. We're going to go. We're going to go down to the Capitol. We're going to make our voices heard peacefully. Right. He then he threw he threw in. We're going to do it peacefully. They're not going to like it too much. But we're not. We're going to make our voices heard. And and he and he specifically said peaceful. Let's do it peacefully. Now she didn't say that, but she thought his statements that day he should be held accountable for the violence that followed. Here's her on that. I support whatever it whatever's attempted uh, to hold this president accountable. Yes, it's going to be difficult. Uh, with such a short time frame. Uh, but I think the American people want to see a response. They want to know uh, that we are as outraged as they are and that we are attempting uh, to make him accountable. So there you go. She said the American people were outraged because of the assertion that he called for violence and that he should be held accountable and responsible for what happened in D.C. on January 6th. Here she is. Now, no violence had happened at the Capitol prior to, to January 6th, right, in, in, in this context. So you didn't have President Trump saying, let's get more. Like, he didn't say, you see what those guys did in Portland when they attacked the federal building and see what those folks did in Minneapolis and everywhere when they were setting stores on fire? Let's get more confrontational. He didn't say that. No. But here she is with, with the context of uh, these revolutionaries burning down Minneapolis saying, let's get more confrontational. She thought President Trump basically should go to prison for that. And here she is. And, and then a lot of the left um, are covering for her. Well, she also says We've, we cannot go away. We've got to stay on the street. Yeah. So <laughs> so while they're calling a National Guard bracing for violence, she's basically telling them like get more confrontational. Yeah. But you know, this is not unusual for her. How many remember this one? Uh oh, here we go. I want to play some sound uh, from a recent LGBT event that you were at uh, that has drawn a lot of criticism. Let's listen to it. <laughs> wow, what a moving evening this is. I am sitting here, listening, watching, absorbing, thinking about Ali, even though I never met him. And with this kind of inspiration, I will go and take Trump out tonight. <laughs> Those words have been interpreted as an attempt on the president's life. Oh. How that's did you intend them? That's absolutely ridiculous. Nobody believes that uh, a 79-year-old grandmother uh, who is a congresswoman and who has been in Congress and in uh, politics for all of these years talking about doing any harm. The only harm that I may be doing to the president is I want him impeached. And those people who are so opposed uh, to my leadership 
on impeachment are organizing the right wing, uh, the white nationalists, the KKK. They've organized an effort to try and, of course, defeat me in my election coming up and to discredit me. Everybody knows that I'm on the front lines, not talking about any physical harm to anybody, but I am talking about impeachment and I'm not going to stop. So she didn't want the same standards applied to her that she attempted to apply to President Trump regarding uh, January 6th. It sounded like she wanted to take him out. Yeah, she said, I'll go take him out tonight. (laughs) I will go take him out tonight. And notice how uh, she (laughs) threw in, uh, you know, the whole race thing about uh, white supremacists want to organize uh, and take her out. It's the KKK. It's uh, it's white supremacists that want to um, that 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 organized um, the attempt to defeat her in her uh, in her race. Now let's find um, let's find this white supremacist uh, that that tried to defeat her uh, in her race. Here he is right here. Here's the white supremacist that uh, went after Maxine Water was 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 her opponent. Uh, Learn Russian, it says. There he is. There's the white supremacist KKK opponent, right? (laughs) That went against Maxine Waters in her district. So this is the hogwash that they all come up with. The race card, how ridiculous. Anytime you disagree with Maxine Waters, it's some conspiracy by a white supremacist and KKK organization. Does does Joe Collins look like a KKK member? Pretty far from it. Does he strike you as a white supremacist? I hope not. It's specific, and now we have to call on Congress. So this is how, this is how idiotic these people are, uh, and 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 how even more idiotic the people are who swallow this stuff, who believe anything coming out of the mouth of Maxine Waters and uh, her associates. Uh, another another interesting thing connected <laughs> with the uh, Chauvin trial. I want to share this with you. This is this is fascinating. Let me find uh, a, an, an interesting tweet. Uh, this tweet is by Yamichi Alcinder, who is a White House correspondent and, and PBS uh, NewsHour journalist. So this is a taxpayer subsidized journalist and she was giving uh, she's giving her analysis of the uh, Chauvin trial and so here is her here is her astounding uh, just deeply thoughtful uh, apparently well educated tax subsidized analysis of what was happening in the Chauvin trial this is what she points out Uh, Chauvin's lawyer just said it flies in the face of common sense to say Floyd's death was not caused, at least in part, by his underlying conditions or drug use. Then she goes on with this just groundbreaking 
analysis. She says, this argument is in direct contradiction to the prosecution's case, which says, believe your eyes, Chauvin's knees killed Floyd. Did you catch that? Your taxpayer subsidized, uh, brilliant journalist wants you to be aware of the shocking phenomenon that the defense has contradicted the prosecution. That is amazing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I've never heard anything like that. I don't know what we would have done if Miss Alcinder had not let us know that that happened in this case, that the prosecution's case and the defense's case didn't agree. Wow. That's mind-blowing. <laughs> but... This is the idiocy of 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 the of, of journalism of these of these morons. And this here, what this is indicative of, because this is evident in the brainwashing, the anti-American, anti-constitution, uh, university educated, aka propagandized morons who have no clue about the rule of law, the system of justice in this country. That oh my gosh. The defense said this. That directly contradicts what the prosecution said. Well, duh, that's how court cases work, you idiot. Yep. She's shocked Get educated. that the defense and the prosecution are not putting on identical arguments. <laughs> that's amazing. What are you going to do? What would you do? <laughs> You're accused of a crime. You're in a court case, and your defense makes an argument and it's the same argument that the prosecution makes. Hello. First off, that'd be a mistrial. Sorry to interrupt. No problem. I need the projector. Okay. Where that be? That's a great question. Uh, but you'd have a mistrial and I mean, you'd, you'd want to fire your attorney uh, because you don't want to have the same argument. They contradict. That's just the way it works. Uh, let me let me put on. Um, I'm going to share this with you just real quickly, and take a brief uh, a brief interlude here. How's that? We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. 
unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested, sentenced to a week in she jail. She also and tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us to say, we will not comply so you will be free. We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do we back down? So we're back. So this Yamichi Alcinder, she was uh, uh, the, her bio here at the McSilver Institute for Poverty Policy and Research at New York University says she was a national reporter. Well, she's Wiles correspondent, PBS NewsHour, political contributor for MSNBC, NBC, uh, national reporter for the New York Times, USA Today. This is this is interesting. So this is this is journalism today. Uh, says Alcinder has reported extensively on the intersection of race and politics. She's covered the impact of President Trump's policies on working class people and immigrants, the presidential campaign of Bernie Sanders, legacy of President Obama, as well as how police killings affect communities and children. Named Emerging Journalist of the Year 2013 by the National Association of Black Journalists, um, master's degree in broadcast news documentary filmmaking, bachelor's degree in English, government, and African-American studies. So uh, it's interesting they characterize that as reporting. That doesn't sound like reporting. It sounds like commentary. That's commentary, what, what you just described there, which is what she does. So this is the same – this is actually the same lady. I didn't know it was her until today, uh, but when President Biden was giving his uh, press conference – about I think about immigration issues, and she is the she is the reporter uh, that said these immigrants are coming here because you're a a decent man, like they like you, and so that's why the surge in immigration is because you're a decent guy, unlike the guy who was here before. So that's that's the kind of journalist uh, she is. So there's zero objectivity that can be expected, and they're just sort of you know, BLM activist turned journalist. Uh, here's another tweet. Let me share this one. Speaking of BLM journalists and, and their complete, I, I don't, I don't know that they don't understand. Maybe they don't. Um, but just asinine comments. Here's another one. This from Laura Coates, another I, I'm just going to say BLM activists posing as a journalist. That's just all there is to it. Uh, the defense begins closing by defining reasonable doubt, not with why Derek Chauvin is innocent. Think about that. 
So another idiot. This this lady uh, was was an attorney in the army. Apparently, yikes! A farmer, former JAG attorney, I, I guess. Um, and the idea that you're going to explain to the jury the standard of reasonable doubt. That's pretty much standard operating procedure for every trial that takes place. We were, we were, you were looking at some of the headlines. I was looking at stuff and you actually were asking questions about that before we started the show. Right. I mean, it would be idiotic for an attorney, defense attorney to just assume the jury has an under, has a, has a complete understanding of all of this without explaining what the standard of reasonable doubt means. Right. And somehow this is shocking to an alleged law army lawyer at some point. Um, so th this is the idiotic nature of these brainwa brainwashed um, public university products coming out of, of the American education. It is coming out of the American public education system. It, it, it's unbelievable. Uh, how ignorant these people are. You ever got called for jury duty? How old are you? How old are you? Yeah, actually, I think it was like two or three times. Really? Did you actually go? You had to go? I did not have to go. You never? But in I did get the letter for it. Gotcha. I got called for jury duty. Ah, Sonny says she got called for jury duty. Did you sit on the jury? Uh, jury? I didn't have to go because they called me Pennsylvania. But I don't gotcha, gotcha. So you've never actually sat on the jury in trial? Right. Yeah. Do you think that would be helpful? I mean, when the attorney, when you go to give the verdict, wouldn't you want to understand what the standard for your decision would be? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there'd be terms that I'd be wondering, yeah. well, what does this mean? What does that mean before right. I can give my vote on anything? So maybe that's the whole, maybe that's the whole thing with the, with a lady like this, that she doesn't, she, she wouldn't want people to understand what the standard is more leverage maybe that's what it's all about <clears throat> mm. <laughs> idiots it, it's really incredible it's incredible uh so check this out because you you also here we go with this sound nonsense again i'm gonna uh i'm gonna take this out stop sharing and then come back at it without the sound but another uh story from the Fox News site. Oh, I just lost my. Oh, because of that. So apparently um, several uh, counties or towns or what have you in California have come up with something called hero pay. They're passing these ordinances wow. and uh, it's a, a mandating that businesses pay their employees a certain amount more per hour of what they call hero pay, uh, which are places that that have a certain number of of people working there or whatever. So they're they're basically saying, well, there's there's so many people at this place where these folks have to go uh, that that covid is a real danger for them. So they deserve more money. So now we're attaching kind of a minimum wage pay hike to the threat of COVID. And we wonder why the Democrats don't want to turn loose of the COVID fear, right? Here, here's another example. So they're, they're tying pay increases to this in so-called increased risk. Don't just come up of with COVID. anything. 
Yeah, it's it's bonkers, man. <laughs> it's crazy. And you look at Texas. Texas opened up, uh, lifts mask mandates, whatever, and and their the reported COVID numbers continue to go down. Yep. And and the Democrats, in fact, you even have there's some leftists um, criticizing the the fear mongering from the Democrats. It's kind of crazy. I mean, how many? How much more results do you need? Right. <laughs> So there, so Kroger, grocery store. Yes, you been to a Kroger? I think in um, Georgia. They have Krogers in Pennsylvania. No, no, mate, they're not where you're at. Not, is. not that I'm aware of. Yeah. So Kroger decides it's gonna, it's just gonna close the stores. I mean, it was already there were a couple of stores they announced they're gonna close, and so they did this, and they're like, oh. okay, that's it, lights out, flip the switch, and I mean, and that's what happens. In so many of these cases where you use, you know, with these mandatory minimum wages and all that sort of thing, and you end up driving the businesses away. So they just pulled out. Just pulled out. Kroger just left. Closes two stores. We're not going to pay hero pay. Hero pay is now zero pay. <laughs> hero and pay. we're out of here. That's funny. Yeah, because you're a hero. You got to yeah. face all this COVID. So you're a hero. <laughs> My hero. I can't. My hero. COVID, man. COVID hero pay. Isn't that incredible? Let's call it COVID pay. Yeah, COVID pay. <laughs> no, I see. I mean, how it, it it's. I don't want to use the world the word impressive. <laughs> Maybe is not the right word. But I don't know the creativity. Right. Just the notion, like, what else could we do with this COVID fear? <laughs> hey, we could get people a pay raise. It's crazy. Be like, wait, what? How does that work? Oh, hero pay. Like, who comes up with that idea? With hero that? pay. I mean, the create the leftist, the leftist diabolical mind, <laughs> the diabolical creativity to be able to use the fear of COVID uh, to pressure businesses. Like, it wasn't enough that they're under the under the cover of COVID, right, through now multiple administrations, uh, we've sent trillions of dollars to foreign governments all around the world and and uh, all the, the stimulus packages. They keep keep rolling out these stimulus checks to the point where people, you, you have people in some places don't want to go back to work because they're making more money from a stimulus check than they are going back to work. Leverage. We met somebody that's got a barbershop couldn't get people to go but like the, the the whatever mandate or whatever was going on in in their uh in their county like they rolled it back and said okay you go back to work open up the barbershops the lady couldn't get couldn't get her workers to come back to work wow because they said we're making more money at home it's crazy so we're not coming so she's trying to open her barbershop the uh landlord is like okay uh, you know, we're, we're opened up again. It's time to start paying your, uh, paying your rent again. And she can't cause she can't get anybody to work. It's crazy. And, and you know, then if she probably, if she fires all of them, it's probably some lawsuit or some federal more pay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they come up with, I mean, I, the stuff they come up with. So one more journalist, one more of these idiotic, activist journalists like we talk about activist judges and here are these yeah. activist activist journalists here's another one 
So we saw Alcindor. Um, what was the other one we saw? We 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 saw the other the other uh, Laura Coates, right? We saw her. Well, here's another one, and this is probably one people people know this one. Uh, Joy Reid. So speaking to Mr. Fauci. This is crazy. And and this is the one thing they're raving about, because remember it was just look at the headline. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that people are irrational. People who wear masks are irrational. And not just any not just people who wear masks, but vaccinated people who don't want to wear masks. Like people who are going, wait a minute, I've been vaccinated. You told me if I get vaccinated, <laughs> that's you know, that stops COVID. <laughs> And why would so then why am I wearing a mask? First off, because they they didn't pay attention in the you know in the first place. The CDC even said from the beginning the mask is not to protect you, it's to protect others, right? Right. And then you start hearing all this, everybody's threatening you and all this sort of stuff that if you don't wear a mask, you're gonna catch, you're gonna die, right? You have to wear a mask and that's gonna protect you from COVID. When when it's not even what the CDC said. Exactly. Not even accurate. The propaganda that they report, like their propaganda doesn't agree with their own propaganda. Yeah. So you, it's a yo-yo CDC. And then you get the vaccine. Oh, that, you know, that's going to save us. First, first it was 15 days stopped spread. What, what are we on? 460 something now. Jeez. So then it was get the vaccine. That's going to, that's going to knock it out. Oh, wait a minute. You still need to wear the mask. <laughs> well, why did I get this vaccine? And you have these morons uh, posting this stuff. Uh, it wasn't on this article, but you can go and look at these Twitter photos and social media photos of, of these idiots. Either there's like there's some hashtag vaccinated and still wearing the mask. Like they're they're all proud of, hey, I'm vaccinated. Or they'll say, I'm did, partly vaccinated. Did you see those cards where people check off the amount of vaccines they got? So I've seen cards go around. Where it's like, you, let's say you got like four squares and then you're like, okay, got my first vaccine check. And then you're like proud until you get like four vaccines. And you're like, yeah, I got four vaccines. That's crazy. <laughs> well, now they're saying, well, now they're saying you're going to have to take thing every, every six. Somebody's saying you, you got to take it every six months. I haven't, yeah, I haven't confirmed that, but now, now that's what I'm hearing. Man, crazy. So if that's the case, then I mean, you're talking this is permanent, which I think now is what the discussion is in Michigan, if I remember that headline correctly. Now, Michigan is talking about making all of the restrictions, all the COVID restrictions permanent. Well, if they can do this forever, they probably would. So a forever masked, <laughs> like you, you just walk around <laughs> the entire remaining oh, lifespan of human civilization, we're supposed to be masked because of this thing they're calling COVID. I hope people really don't want that. So here she is. And, and this is interesting. Um, the question that she poses. So she says to Fauci, so I wonder, what do we do about the irrational resistance 
to doing the basics, getting vaccinated and wearing masks. What are you going to do about people resisting getting vaccinated? Isn't this, I mean, is she basically advocating forced vaccination? That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I think it sounds the same to me. That's crazy. Like she'd be happy. The uh, Gestapo going door to door, dragging you out and sticking you. What gives them the right to decide what's irrational and what's rational in these standards and, and those matters? What do you think? What, 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 what? Like, Selwyn LeBron, we're here to vaccinate you. How not, do you, how do you not, picture that going down? Not happen. I mean, I won't let it happen. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. I'm pretty much, I'm in agreement with you there, bro. Not going to happen. So, Joy Reid, there's another one. There's another one of these so-called journalists. They're, they're just propagandists. They're propagandists who want to, I mean, you got Maxine Waters, who seems to imply she wants people to get, get violent. And <laughs> you, you have these, re these reporters, you know, implying we need to do whatever it takes to go vaccinate people. What are we going to do to get rid of these folks that we disagree with these folks that are irrational? You know, what, what steps do we, what steps do we need to take Dr. Fauci to, to make these people not exist anymore? She, she seems to imply, um, I don't know, bro. I think these are dangerous people. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. They they're absolutely absolutely brainwashed. The public university system, the media. I mean, everything that they hear and are exposed to every day around the clock is like this constant propaganda machine, concentration camp, brainwashing people. It's it's freaking incredible, man. I, I just um, there are days. I just want to. I, mean, they, they I, like I, I just want to stop people. the ride and get off. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, they act that, like they want to help people, but then what about the other group of people? Right. <laughs> like, it's like, do you really like? Who, you're really not helping. Yeah, I mean, it's it's propaganda. They're fake compassion. You know, we're all for people. And then you see that kind of talk. Like you see, I mean, they're talking about drone, using drones to assassinate political opponents. They, yeah. you know, lock round people up, lock them up because of political disagreements. And we're going to, we want to force vaccinate people. We want to isolate people and, and, you know, basically round people up that aren't doing what we say. And, and, and by the way, these are the, these are the folks who, Put forth the mantra, follow the science, follow the science. OK, look, look at Texas, follow the science. They're 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 beside themselves about what uh, what Texas has done. Oh, you can't open up and the mask and the mask and all this kind of stuff. It, OK, well, follow the science. Look at the data. There's not there's not this massive uh, spike. I think I think people uh, dying in the streets. Follow the science. I think for. People forgot how to read graphs. You know, school was shut down for a little while. That is true. <laughs> yeah. People don't know how to read data. They can't go to school. How are you going to read data? Yeah. 
So ridiculous, man. <laughs> so ridiculous. So <sighs> unvaccinated. Unvaccinated, doing just fine. Unmasked. We actually unmuzzled. And we worked out. You and know, we're unafraid. Actually, we're actually take, taking care of our health in another form. Right. Who knew there was other forms of taking care of your health? And it's nice there aren't any mask holes. Without injection. At that gym. And no mask holes. Yep. No mask holes at that gym. That's no nice. No vaccine scanners. Nope. <laughs> not and not happening. And not not happening. So somebody he's a beast, Matthew Silva. They're talking about I think he's talking about you. He, he is a beast. Maybe you. I'm talking about you. This dude's a beast. He's talking about this. I should have pulled up your old Instagram account. <laughs> The show they show them the, the shirtless Batista Selwyn. Scary, bro. <laughs> Scary. You should see him throw around those weights in the gym. It's it's <laughs> it's spooky. Yeah, man. I I don't where are we guys? Where are we? And I, I don't uh I I'm not uh I'm not discouraged though. I mean I'm hopeful. America's not done, we're not done. Uh not going to be muzzled, not going to be rounded up, not happening. We are unvaccinated. We are unmasked. We are unmuzzled. We are unafraid. We are unfazed by your nonsense. And nobody's coming in this door That's right. with forced vaccinations. That's so right. I don't care. And, and Maxine Waters, you can get as confrontational as you want to get. We'll get more confrontational. <laughs> Amen. So... You, you do what you got to do. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, I'll say once again, I, I'm, I, we don't advocate violence. I, right. My motto is don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. Yeah. Stay in your lane and it'll be good. That's right. You, you stay out there. I'm no, thank you. I'm, I'm not interested with, uh, in your vaccine. Thank you very much. Um, no, thank you. I'm not interested in your mask. No, thank you. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. So you stay over there. I'll stay over here. If you're if you are gripped with fear, if you're afraid to get more, get closer than six feet near somebody, then stay 73 inches away from me <laughs> and we'll be fine because I'm not gripped with fear. I'm yeah. not afraid to walk around. I'm not afraid. Matter of fact. Oh, you might die, JC. Guess what? I'm not even afraid to die. That's right. I know where I'm going. I, I'm fine. I'm okay. Peep, death is part of life. I, I hate to tell you that. You know, get prepared for it. You might walk out of your house and get hit by a bus. Yeah. COVID so is not the only way to die. I'm I'm not. <laughs> we we are not afraid. We're not afraid. And I it's it's interesting. How they talk about how this being such a partisan divide, um, you know, oh, well, the, the, and, I, and I heard this. This is what was crazy to me. I just had to laugh. Uh, they said, well, you know, the, the most resistant, the most uh, rebellious, these irrational people that don't want to take the virus. Uh, it, it, it's so high in evangelicals, Christians and conservatives. I thought, well. Shouldn't that tell you something? Doesn't that say something? 
of course, uh, to you know, to them it says we're irrational. Yeah. To me, it says we're reasonable. Hey. We believe in freedom of choice. Yes, I should. Because be. that's what they say. Right. My body, my choice. Right. What happened to my body, my choice? Right. Huh? My body, my choice. Okay, it's, it's my. This is my body. This is not <laughs> nobody else's body, but Mrs. Hall. And Mr. Hall. And she's not going to vaccinate me. That's right. Matter of fact, I wouldn't let her vaccinate me. No. I love her, but. <laughs> so this is not your body. So you're not vaccinating this body. It's my choice. So you want to vaccinate your body? Vaccinate your body. I yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah. I don't. You get you want to you want to put whatever in there. I don't care do you i'll do me exactly <laughs> but otherwise stay stay on your side of the fence and yeah. all will be well with you that's basically the conservative mentality stay on your side of the fence and all will be well with you that's how it works so i'm good i'm good i'm good too. just leave me alone <laughs> Common sense, the common sense fund. Thank you, Dragon's Talent, for the super chat. Well, um, that's about what I got, bro. We're just trying to hold it down for Dr. Hall and uh letting you know this is this is the liberty zone. This is the unvaccinated zone. That's right, the unmasked zone, the unafraid zone. The unbacking down zone, the uncoward zone, yes. the unpropagandized zone, yes. the uninfluenced zone. This is where it's at. So if you like that, uh, you can chill in our zone and we will see you next time. God bless. And we are out.